Thanks for listening to Summit PA Sermon Audio, weekly teaching from the Summit Church in Indiana, Pennsylvania. SummitPA.church, every life made different. This morning I have the opportunity to um, speak to you guys about daddy issues, and um, the topic that I will be talking about is identity, and we're going to dive right into it. if you have your Bibles, you can open up to 1 Corinthians um, 4.14 um, through 15. I'm going to read that, and then we're going to get right into it. Paul, the Apostle Paul, was writing this in verse 14. He said, I am writing this not to shame you, but to warn you as my dear children. Even if you had 10,000 guardians in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus I became your father through the gospel. Father, I ask that you would just have your way, God. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Thank you for what you're doing in this church, God. I pray for those, Lord God, that you will open up every heart and every ear, Lord God, to receive your word, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, A while back, um, at the end of December, I shared my story with you guys. If you guys can go back on the archives and you can um, revisit that, and you can get a, a, a better picture of who I am. During that time, I, I, I shared my story on who I was and what God has done in my life. Um, I hit on some issues with my dad um, being in my life and wasn't in my life, but today I'm going to talk to you about my father, my earthly father, versus who my heavenly father is. And my earthly father, just to um, give you guys a picture of who he was, he was never in my life. My earthly father, um, I knew him, but I didn't know him, if that makes sense. I knew who he was, but I didn't know him. I didn't have that father-son relationship. Um, my earthly father, he was always in and out of prison. Um, there, were, there are a few memories that I do have, and some of those memories that I do have, you know, I cherish them um, to this day. You know, there was just a few times that he was in my life, um, the, the time that he was in my life, he was in my life for two, two years, but I was still kind of leery of who he was. Um, I grew up in, with my mom in the, um, in the projects, and I didn't know my dad. The only visits that I did see of my dad at the time when I was young was I was going to the county jail, and I was on the phone with him looking through that glass, talking to him on the phone. And that wasn't a frequent visit. That was just a visit probably here and there when my mom would just take us and say, let's go see your dad. See, my dad, he grew up in South Carolina, born and raised down there in Camden, South Carolina. Then he moved um, to New Jersey where he met my mom. My mom and dad never married. They never lived together. Like I said, my dad was always running the streets. He was always out there doing things. And like I said, the, the memories that I did have of him was the two years I got to live with him. And when I did get to live with him, I, I, I watched him go from 200 pounds to 100 pounds in those two years, and he passed away on me. You know, um, when I think back, and, and um, I remember going to the funeral, and I remember standing over the casket, I wasn't... I didn't cry. I wasn't mad. I was confused. I was hurt. 
because he was never in my life. He wasn't never in my life. Just to paint that picture of who my earthly father was. I remember when I was growing up and I was, you know, my mom raised us and I remember I was, she raised me and my brother and we were bad kids and I remember um, I was in school and they said the only, and at the time the school was going to the Bronx Zoo and they said the only time that you, if Ricky wants to go, a parent has to go with them because I was, I was terrible. I was a bad kid, y'all, when I was in school. And I remember uh, my dad showed up because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to go. And my dad walked through those classroom doors and I was just like, oh, there he is. <laughs> but I remember um, on that trip, my friends that was there, they was like, can we hang out with Ricky and his dad? And I and the teacher said, yeah, and, you know, and that was like, that's pretty much a highlight of my life, right then and there. He was there at the Bronx Zoo with us, and it's crazy, and I still remember this day like it was yesterday. I remember the day was over, and I, I went home, and I started crying, and I didn't understand it. I was like, How am I, why am I crying over someone that I don't even know? Why am I crying over someone I never had a relationship with? And it struck me, and I was like, wow. That male presence in my life meant a lot. It meant, it meant a lot. So growing up without a father, let me, let me, let me stay on track with my notes. Growing up with a father, growing up without a father, there were some things that led to my choices that I made in life. It influenced a lot of the choices that I made. It created voids in my life. I needed to fill those voids in my life because there were times where I was just so empty. I was so empty. Not only did it create a voice, it created insecurities in who I was as a young man. I was always looking for acceptance, a father figure. Growing up in the projects and those, those drug dealers that, I, that was there, the, those were the only father figures that I had in my life. Those were the only people that I had in my life that I was looking for acceptance by. I wanted to be like them. I wanted to have the money. I wanted to have the cars. I wanted to have all of that. That was, that was my picture. That, that's what I painted my life when I got older. I was like, I want that right there. So I developed insecurities. There was a sense of abandonment. I felt that I didn't have them in my life to show me how to throw a football or throw a baseball or play any type of sports. or being there when I first learned how to ride a bike. I felt abandoned. He wasn't there in my life, and those things started to add up, and as I got older, I started to think, like, things started to happen, and in everything that I thought a man was, everything that i seen on TV, everything that I saw in the movies, I was like, wow, that's what a father looks like? And I never had that opportunity. 
I never had that opportunity to be in the presence of a male figure like that to encourage me, to, to push me in school, to, to, to show me how to be a, a, a father figure, a father when I, got, when I grew up. It was a role model. Not having the father figure, not having that father model in my, in, in my life and what a godly man looked like. I didn't have that. It's huge today. Where I grew up, stats say that by the age of 21, you're either in prison or you're dead. Why? Because there's a lack of fathers in the community where I grew up. So having that male role model in my life was important. It was very important. Because today I'm still learning how to be that dad. I'm still learning how to be that husband. I'm still learning. I've been married this year will be six years in July, and I'm still learning. I'm not perfect. I still leave my clothes on the floor sometimes. <laughs> Sneakers everywhere. And Danielle doesn't like it at all. So my mom, single mom, so single moms in here, listen, I know this is, gonna, this is, this is for you guys because I, I can speak to this because I, I, I lived it. I was there with my mom and I watched her do a lot of things. To the single parents in here, single parents, listen, just because there isn't a father figure in the, in the household, Continue to bring them to church. Continue to bring them to a place like this, like kids' church and to youth on Wednesdays. Why? Because we have a father. Listen, he's the father to the fatherless. He will never leave them nor forsake them. Our God is an awesome God. and Why not bring them to a place where they can learn who our heavenly father is? And they can be, and we have leaders here that they can model after. Leaders, male leaders that can show them how to be a godly man. We have, we have leaders to show, to, to, to show that, 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 that young girl that doesn't have a father figure in her life with a, a, a male person that's on fire for God, what that looks like. Continue to bring them to church. Continue to bring, that, to, to bring them to, to a place where they can accept Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Because let me tell you something, I think if I would have had that, that my path would have been a lot different. But I didn't. I didn't have that. Our God is an awesome God. He's a good, good father. So I'm going to give you guys a few nuggets to, um, to, to help you understand what identity is. If you're taking notes, identity is this. Number one, your identity, my identity, our identity is found in Jesus Christ. It's not found in what society might say. It's not found in what, in, in what someone may think of you. In Genesis 1.27, it says this. So God created human beings in his own image. 
He created us in his own image, meaning that we are a child of God. We are a child of our Heavenly Father. Yes, we may come from our parents, but our identity is found in him because he created us. He created us in his own image. We may look like our earthly fathers, but (laughs) our God, he created us in him. He created us in him. And the scripture goes on and says, in his image of God, he created them male and female. Male and female, he created us. Our identity is found in him. It's not found in our past, in our past. It's not found in that. See, I, I, I could have said, you know what? I can model after my dad. I can model after them. I can model after, uh, um, after all of those guys that, I, that, that I've been around and the things that I've been through. I could have I based my identity off of them. But when I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, when I accepted him into my life, when I, when I opened up my heart to him, I found who I was. I found my true identity, and it was in him. I came to a place where I was, where I was accepted. When I had a father, when I had my, even though I didn't have an earthly father, I had a heavenly father that loved me. And after you find your identity is found in Jesus, you know who you are. And that's a child of God. We are all children of God. We all are children of God. Scripture says this in Jeremiah 1.5, one of my favorite verses. It says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. And I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. He said, before I even knew you, before you were even born, I knew you. And that's a child of God. How awesome is that? Before we were even born, he knew us. Yes, our identity is found in Jesus Christ. Our our identity is found in him and we are a child of God because he knew us. He knew us. And he set us apart. He set us apart. I love the, the, one of my my, um, scriptures I like to read is in John. He says, remain in me and I will remain in you. Apart from me, you can't do anything. Some translation says, abide in me. Meaning that if you remain in me, you remain in Jesus Christ. You remain in him. You remain in him. And nothing, listen, nothing can separate you from him if you remain in him. See, I could have I took the path after I got saved and said, you know what? I think I could do it on my own. No, I had to remain in him because you know why? Because the enemy was only out there to kill, steal, and destroy me, even if I even took a step back into my past. Remain in me and I will remain in you. That's what Jesus said. Remain in him. So your identity is found in Jesus Christ. You are a child of God. And after you have all of those 
things, right, that once you, once you find out your identity, listen, you begin to live with confidence. Begin to live with confidence. It says this in James 1.18, he chose to give birth to us by giving, giving us his true word. And we out of all creation became his prized possessions. His prized possessions. You begin to live with confidence. Listen, let me tell you something. I didn't have any of that. I didn't have any confidence. I didn't have that male figure to say, you know what? You look a man in the eye when you shake his hand. Every male figure up until I, up until I accepted Christ and I began to study the scripture and I began to pray and worship God. Every male figure that I came in contact with, I would never look that male figure in the eye and shake their hands with a firm handshake. My self-esteem was low. I would put my trust in man instead of my heavenly father. So every man that I had encountered with, when I shook his hand, I did not look that man in the eye. I did not look him in the eye at all. But now, I know who I am, and that's a child of God. I know that my identity is found in Jesus Christ, where I can shake a, man in his, shake, shake a man's hand and look him in the eye and, not, and tell him, hi, how you doing? I shake his hand pretty firm. I have to be careful because some of the females I have to adjust. But no, I began to live with confidence, and that's something that we can do together. Live with confidence once you accept him as, as your personal Lord and Savior. You accept him. Your identity will be found in him. It's not found in your past. Whatever, listen, whatever, whatever happened in the past with your dad, you and your father, your earthly father, listen, let me tell you something. We have a God that forgives and forgets things. He takes all of that stuff and he casts it out as far as to the east and to the west to the depths of these oceans, and he forgets them. I love the stories on there. I love watching the stories of the, 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 the teenagers talking about their earthly fathers. I love it. I love it. Remain in me, and I will remain in you, Jesus Christ said. Don't think about, don't, don't, don't think about the past. Don't think about any of that stuff. Your identity is found in him. Just because your earthly father wasn't there in your life, listen, we have a heavenly father that is the father to the fatherless. And, I, and, I, and that's strong, and, that, and that's something that you can stand on, and you can lean on, because our father, he's a good, good father. You begin to live with confidence. One thing I... I want to share with you is in my story with my, with my mom raising me and my brother. <laughs> me and my brother, we were in that house, in that apartment with him, with, with my mother. We used to see different guys come in and out and and the picture was painted on, on me about who and what a father would look like. 
I can tell you this, I, I, I didn't, I never questioned who my father was. I knew him, but I didn't know him. Like I said, those things, what my father done, what he's done, I never held the grudge against him. Even though he wasn't in my, I never held that grudge. I never, I never said I hated him. I never said I any of those things. But I did forgive him. Even though I didn't verbally say it to him at the time, but as I, once I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior, there was that unforgiveness that was in my heart because of he wasn't there in my life. You know, I love to see fathers bringing their kids to church. I love that. I was reading something that says this. It was a, it was a, it's a quick stat. It said that if a male, if a, if a dad goes to church, then their kid will start going to church. If dad stops going to church, the kid stops going to church. Dads, if you in here continue to go to church, continue to come here. Single moms, continue to bring your, your, your kids to church. Continue to bring them. Continue to bring them and raise them. You will raise, they, if, they're, if, the, if the kids raised up in the church, stats say they continue, they're going to continue to go to church after college. After college. Your identity is found in Jesus Christ, not in the past. Not in the past. You, not in the past. You are a child of God, and you're going to begin to live with confidence once you accept him in your life. You will begin to walk with your head up. One thing that I didn't do was that I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't have the confidence. Like I said, I wouldn't shake a man's hand. I wouldn't shake his hand and look him in the eye. I was always walking with my head down. And when I accepted him, I began to hold my head up, and I began to walk with confidence. I began to strut. Why? Because I knew that I had a Heavenly Father that loved me. It didn't matter what others may think of me. I didn't, it didn't matter what others may say. Listen, even, even after I got saved, I remember um, this clear as day when I went home after I got out of that program of Teen Challenge and I went home and people still looked at me like I was still that old person. But they knew that was something different in me. Even though they looked at me, dif looked at me differently, but they knew something was a little different about me. Because I walked with confidence. I walked with boldness. I had the Spirit of God living inside of me. My identity wasn't found in my past and who my dad was. It wasn't found in the things that I've done. It wasn't found in the drugs. It wasn't found in the alcohol. No, my identity was found in Jesus Christ. That's where my identity came from. That's where our, our identity comes from, Jesus Christ. Not the past. Not what dad might have done. Not what mom had, might have done. It's found in Jesus Christ. Pastor Mel, last week, he, he talked about the prodigal son. And Luke, about the son, just to give you an overview, the son, he lived with his dad. He 
He was, he had all, he was getting ready to inherit everything, inherit everything that his dad had, but you know what? He wanted to go out and explore the world. I'm paraphrasing a little bit for you. He wanted to go out and explore the world. He said, Dad, give me what is mine. Give me what is owed to me. So the dad gives him his money, and then he goes out. Scripture says that he, he was living in, in the pens and with, with, the, with the pigs and sleeping in there, eating with them. When he had everything that he wanted at his house, everything that he won, wanted, Scripture goes on and says that after he began to realize where he was at, he started to head home. And the Bible says that the man was, the dad was out there looking and he seen his son in the far distance coming home towards him. Coming and walking home and, and he quickly yelled, get a ring. When he got home, he put a ring on his finger. Listen, I didn't have a dad to, to bring me home to put a ring on my finger. But he did give me a beautiful wife and he gave me a ring to put on my finger that's symbolic that me and my wife are together. He's showing me how to be a, a godly husband. He's showing me how to be a, a, a father figure to my two daughters, to my two beautiful daughters. Scripture goes on and it says that he put a robe on them. Symbolic, putting a robe on someone and 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 in the Bible, back in the Old Testament, when someone put a robe on you, it was a symbolic that the mantle was being passed on. He didn't put a robe on me, but our Heavenly Father, that my Heavenly Father, he took me, he wrapped me in his arms, and when I was in a time of need and time in trouble, he wrapped me in his arms, kept me close to him. When I was going through things, he said, you know what? I have you, Ricky. You came home to me, I have you. He wraps me in his arms. And then the scripture goes on and it says that he told, he told the servants to go get the calf and go get the biggest calf. We're going to have a feast and a celebration. My earthly father didn't have that for me. God provided for me every time. He said, I will provide for you. I will give you you accepted, you came home. We're going to have a feast. We're having a feast in heaven right now for you. And I'm going to provide for you, for your every need. For your every need. It goes on and it says that, put sandals on his feet. And our earthly father never brought me a pair of shoes. But our, my heavenly father guides every step of my way. He guides me through every obstacle. He guides me through the scriptures to, to help me understand who he is and help me apply the um, scriptures in my life. He guides my every step. My every step. Remember, your identity is found in Jesus Christ, not in what your past may think. Not, not, not what your earthly father may have done or haven't done. Your identity is found in him. So whatever you're going through, whatever, whatever, whatever have had happened between you and your father, remember that your identity is not found in him. It is found in Jesus Christ. Worship team, you guys can come on up.
I said that all of that to say that our God, he's the He's a father to the fatherless. And I still believe, listen, and I still believe that right now, if my dad was alive and he saw me today, I believe that he will come to know who Jesus Christ is. I know, I, I believe that, I believe that my father, if he was still alive, he would see, he, he, he would see that I became a man of God. And I believe in here this morning that if you've been battling with your identity because of the fact that your earthly father wasn't there in your life, just like my dad wasn't in mine, and as a result, the things happened the way they did in my life. And for some of us in here, you're probably still learning how to be the dad. You're still learning how to be a, a husband. Listen, when I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior, I thought everything would be easy. It's like, yes, I did it. No, it's a process. It's a process. There's an old saying, you got to crawl before you walk. And some, for some of us, we got to continue to crawl. Continue to crawl. Continue to crawl to Jesus Christ. Continue to crawl to his feet. Continue to ask him for guidance. Continue to ask him for help. At the feet of the cross. And as a result, things happen and you, you might feel guilt. I feel a little shame, but let me tell you something. There's no, listen, the Bible says, the Bible says there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. We serve a heavenly father, like I said, who's the father to the fatherless. And if you're in here, and you might have a son or daughter that might be astray, and you, and you probably... Dust your hands off and said, I'm done with them. Let me tell you something. Don't stop praying for them. Don't stop praying for them. Because they will eventually come home. No, you might not put a ring on their finger. No, but you will show them compassion. You will show them love because they came home and they came back to you. And then ultimately they will come to know who Jesus Christ is. Your identity is found in Jesus Christ. Every head bowed and every eye closed. No one's looking around. Our God. He forgives and he forgets. And sometimes We have to let things go and let God. I know that's a cliche of saying let go and let God. But sometimes we do got to let go of those grudges that we might have had with our earthly father. So we can get so we can draw close to our heavenly father. No one's looking around. If you came in here, you've been you've been coming to church for a while been shrouding the fence whether or not if you should accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. 
you will have an opportunity to respond. We serve a God that forgives and forgets. If you want to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, once you do that, once you surrender that over, your identity will be found in Him. You will become a child, a child of God. We are children of God. You will begin to live with confidence. He said, before you were even born, I knew you. I set you apart. If that's you, you want to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. We're not going to embarrass you. We're not going to call you to the front. We want to pray, pray with you right where you are. If that's you, why don't you slip up your hands? Come on, if you want to accept Jesus Christ as your personal slaver. You say, well, you know what? I'm saved already, but you know what? I do need forgiveness from God because I do hold grudges against my dad and the past. If that's you, you want prayer for that. We will pray right now with you. You want to, re you want to ask for forgiveness. If that's you, slip up your hands. Come on. I see your hand. I see your hand in the back. I see your hand down front, sir. I see your hand balcony. If you raise your hand or not, let's, let's um, repeat this prayer right after me. Say, Dear Jesus, I accept you into my life. I believe that you died and rose again. From this day forth, I will follow you. I will confess all my sins. In Jesus' name. Say, Dear Jesus, I ask for forgiveness for my, per for my heavenly Father, for my earthly Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, guys, give, you, give those a hand. This is what's going to happen next. We're going to worship together one more time. And if you need prayer for anything, we have a prayer partners on either side of the room. If you need, if you need prayer for anything, for anything, that's why we have these prayer partners here, so they can pray with you. The Bible says when two or more gathered in his name, he is there. And he will be in agreement with you. So stand to your feet all across this room. We're gonna to worship together one more time. I tell this, I tell this to our students on Wednesday nights. To our, to our students on Wednesday nights. When we worship together on one accord, when we worship together in unity, God shows up and he does awesome things. So can we worship together one more time before we leave? Come on, let's worship. <laughs>